Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about dialysis. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash dialysis or in the renal section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. And you can find flashcards and questions to train your knowledge on this content and help you remember the information longer at members.zerotofinals.com. So let's get straight into it. Dialysis is a method for performing the filtration tasks of the kidneys artificially. It's used in patients with end-stage renal failure or complications of an acute kidney injury. It involves removing excess fluid, solutes, for example potassium, and waste products from the blood, artificially replacing the function of the kidneys. Let's go through the indications for dialysis. The AEIOU mnemonic can be used to remember the indications for short-term dialysis. A for acidosis, when the acidosis is severe and not responding to treatment. E for electrolyte abnormalities, particularly treatment-resistant hyperkalemia or a raised potassium. I for intoxication, when there's overdose of certain medications. O for edema, where there's severe and unresponsive pulmonary edema with fluid collecting in the lungs. And U for uremia symptoms, or the symptoms of a high urea in the blood, such as seizures or reduced consciousness. The main indication for long-term dialysis is end-stage renal failure, or chronic kidney disease stage 5, with an estimated glomerular filtration rate or EGFR of less than 15. Let's talk about long-term dialysis. There are two options for dialysis in patients that require it long-term, hemodialysis and peritoneal dialysis, and we'll talk in more detail about both of these. The decision about which one to use is based on individual factors such as personal preferences, lifestyle and comorbidities. Let's start with hemodialysis. With hemodialysis, patients have their blood filtered by a hemodialysis machine. Regimes can vary, but a typical regime might be four hours a day of hemodialysis, three days per week. Blood is taken out of the body, passed through the dialysis machine, and then pumped back into the body. The blood passes along a series of semi-permeable membranes inside the dialysis machine. Solutes are filtered out of the blood, across the membrane, and into a fluid called dialysate. The concentration gradient between the blood and the dialysate fluid causes water and solutes to filter out of the blood and across the membrane. Anticoagulation with citrate or heparin is necessary to prevent the blood from clotting while it's going through the machine. Hemodialysis requires good access to an abundant blood supply. Two tubes are needed, one to remove the blood and one to put the blood back in. The options for long-term access are a tunneled cuffed catheter or an arteriovenous fistula. We're going to talk in more detail about both of these. Let's start by talking about a tunneled cuffed catheter. A tunneled cuffed catheter is a tube inserted into the subclavian or the jugular vein with a tip in the superior vena cava 
or the right atrium. It has two lumens, one for blood exiting the body, which is usually red, and one for blood entering the body, which is usually blue. Tunneled cuff catheters can stay in long term and be used for regular hemodialysis. Something called a Dacron cuff surrounds the catheter and this cuff promotes healing and adhesion or sticking to the tissues, making the catheter more permanent and providing a barrier to infection. The main complications of tunneled cuff catheters are infections and thrombosis or blood clots inside the catheter. Next let's talk about arteriovenous fistula. An arteriovenous or AV fistula is an artificial connection between an artery and a vein. The fistula bypasses the capillary system and allows blood to flow under high pressure from the artery directly into the vein. This provides a permanent, large, easy access vessel with high pressure arterial blood flow. Creating an AV fistula requires a surgical operation and a maturation period of 4 to 16 weeks before it can be used for dialysis. The options for AV fistulas are a radiocephalic fistula at the wrist, where the blood goes from the radial artery to the cephalic vein, a brachiocephalic fistula at the antecubital fossa on the inside of the elbow, which is where the blood goes from the brachial artery to the cephalic vein, and a brachiobasilic fistula at the upper arm, and this is less common and more complex. Features of an AV fistula to examine in an OSCE station are the skin integrity around the fistula, aneurysms with big bulges in the fistula, a palpable thrill is normal in the fistula, which is a fine vibration felt over the anastomosis or the join between the artery and the vein. And a machinery murmur is normal to be heard on auscultation using the stethoscope over the fistula. Complications of an AV fistula include aneurysms, infection, thrombosis, stenosis or narrowing, steel syndrome, or high output heart failure. Steel syndrome occurs where there's inadequate blood flow to the limb, distal, or beyond the fistula. The AV fistula steals blood from the rest of the limb. Blood is diverted away from the part of the limb it's supposed to supply, leading to ischemia. Instead, blood flows through the fistula, straight from the artery into the venous system. High output heart failure is caused by blood flowing quickly from the arterial system to the venous system through the AV fistula. There's a rapid return of blood to the heart which increases the preload or how full the heart is before it pumps. This leads to hypertrophy of the heart muscle where the heart muscle grows because it's being filled with blood too quickly and subsequently it leads to heart failure. A Tom tip for you, never take blood from a fistula. This fistula is a lifeline for the patient providing dialysis access. If it gets damaged, it will set them back massively. Next let's talk about peritoneal dialysis. Peritoneal dialysis uses the peritoneal membrane to filter the blood. A special dialysis solution containing dextrose is added to the peritoneal cavity or the abdominal cavity. 
Ultrafiltration occurs from the blood across the peritoneal membrane into the dialysis solution contained within the peritoneal cavity. The dialysis solution is replaced taking away the waste products that are filtered out of the blood. Peritoneal dialysis involves a Tenkoff catheter. A Tenkoff catheter is a plastic tube inserted into the peritoneal cavity with one end on the outside so the dialysis solution can be added and removed. Continuous ambulatory peritoneal dialysis is where the dialysis solution is always inside the peritoneal cavity. There are various regimes for changing the solution, for example, 2 litres of solution replaced 4 times a day. Automated dialysis is the alternative to continuous ambulatory peritoneal dialysis. With automated dialysis, a machine continuously replaces the fluid in the peritoneal cavity for 8 to 10 hours overnight. Complications of peritoneal dialysis include bacterial peritonitis, which is infection in the peritoneal cavity and of the peritoneal membrane, and this is caused by the high sugar environment because dextrose solution is being added into the peritoneal cavity. Peritoneal sclerosis, which is thickening and scarring of the peritoneal membrane. Ultrafiltration failure, where the dextrose is absorbed, reducing the filtration gradient, making ultrafiltration less effective. Weight gain, due to absorption of the dextrose in the fluid. And the psychosocial impact of having to perform peritoneal dialysis. So thanks for listening to this episode on dialysis. As always, a big thank you to Harry for perfectly editing the podcast. I recommend heading over to members.zerotofinals.com where you can do short answer questions, multiple choice questions or extended matching questions on this content to test your knowledge and see how much you've retained and make sure you pick up the key facts. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about renal transplant.